It's Tuesday, January 29, 2013. Shame on you. Shame on Congress. Superstorm Sandy disaster aid finally passed by Congress. Green jobs, cleaner, greener communities, cleaner, greener transportation. U.S. Transportation Secretary stepping down. Catastrophic floods in Australia while drought spreads across the U.S. Polls show climate action a winner with voters. Plus, I can't imagine the leaders of Scotland could be so stupid as to allow this to be built. Who in New York is paying to protest wind farms in Scotland? Who indeed? Answers to all of those questions and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. I know America beat Tojo, we crushed Hitler, we put a man on the moon, but incrementally reducing CO2 emissions? Sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) Tell me about it, Stephen. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, a bit of uh, personal news here today. We are now beginning our 10th year at the Brad Blog. We just uh, passed our ninth anniversary days ago. Wow, double digits. Congratulations. Double. Thank you very much. And to you. What do you have for us today to kick off our 10th year in the Green News Report division? Well, first, some quick headlines. A new poll from the Yale Project on Climate Change Communication finds that talking about climate action on climate change is a clear political winner with voters. The poll found 58% of registered voters will consider candidates' positions on global warming when they decide how to vote, and they support end subsidies for the fossil fuel industry and regulating carbon dioxide as a pollutant. So the voters like it, but the funders for the candidates... Maybe not so much. Yeah, not so much. The Australian military rescued over a thousand people from their rooftops. Why is there a thousand people on the Australian military's rooftop? <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe I could have written that better. The Australian military rescued over a thousand people from rooftops. That's better. Thank you. After torrential rains from tropical cyclone Oswald caused deadly flooding in the country's northeast this week and damaged water treatment plants across two states. This is just two weeks after record heat waves and wildfires fires ripped across central Australia. In Southeast Africa, the UN agency UNICEF is pleading for donations to assist the country of Mozambique, whose small military has also been called in to rescue thousands of people from deadly catastrophic flooding that has displaced more than 150,000 people in this poverty-stricken nation. In the U.S., drought spreads and gets worse in Midwest and Plains states for the second year in a row. The U.S. Department of Agriculture this week declared much of the U.S. wheat belt a natural disaster area. In science, a fascinating new study in the journal Nature Climate Change suggests that waste heat from major metropolitan areas could raise temperatures in areas hundreds of miles away. The scientists say computer models show that excess heat generated by buildings and industries and cars, in theory, may actually be changing wind patterns in the upper atmosphere, affecting the direction of high-altitude winds like the jet stream. Despite this history of unbridled generosity, in our hour of desperate need, We've been left waiting for help six times longer than the victims of Katrina. That was New Jersey's Republican Governor Chris Christie a few weeks ago, slamming his fellow Republicans in Congress for delaying disaster and recovery funds for coastal areas devastated by Superstorm Sandy. Now, a full three months later, Congress on Monday finally passed a $50 billion emergency relief fund for storm victims to start rebuilding. 
All 36 votes in the U.S. Senate against disaster aid were from Republican senators, including some from the Gulf Coast states that received disaster aid after Hurricane Katrina. Wow. Absolutely shameful. Secretary of Transportation Ray LaHood, the sole Republican in Obama's cabinet and a big proponent of high-speed rail, has announced on Monday he will step down as expected. Energy Secretary Stephen Hsu is expected to step down soon, meaning that all cabinet positions dealing with the environment and energy will be open. And it's going to be interesting to see if they ever get filled, given uh, the pack of Republicans in there who, who can stop any presidential appointment they want here. Finally, a new ad on Craigslist New York offered to pay 20 bucks in cash to anyone willing to show up to an anti-wind protest at the British Consulate in Midtown Manhattan to, quote, protest protest wind turbines being built in Scotland and England. The paid demonstration was postponed as soon as this story went viral. We don't know who was behind it, but... Donald Trump doesn't like the look of them. They're ugly. They are in the most beautiful land and coast anywhere in the world. And if they allow this madness to continue, they will destroy Scotland. Yes, New York developer Donald Trump is trying to kill an offshore wind farm near his proposed golf course in Scotland. Yes, Donald Trump, we're looking at you. Oh, he would never do something so underhanded as to secretly hire protesters, would he? No! You're fired, Donald. For more on that story and all the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help us celebrate the start of our 10th year at the Brad Blog. We've got some really cool premiums for you to check out, so stop on by and help us out to stay on your public airwaves. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report.